0: All right, hey, welcome in, Grace Point. Anyone else that's watching, welcome to Thursday night. We're going to call this 10 Minutes with Pastor Brad. I'm really trying to keep these messages at 10 minutes. Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. Jesus, you're the Lord of the church. We welcome you. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we are Trinitarians, Lily. We believe in one God, three persons. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Last week, we left off. Lord, open our hearts, open our minds, open our spirits to the Word of God in Jesus' name. Last week, we left off. We talked about the gifts of the Spirit in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, that the Holy Spirit will endue you with power to operate. We talked about the fivefold calling, how the Holy Spirit will call and endue with power those ministry gifts. And then I want to talk a little bit out of Romans 12 and how some of these things that are gifted throughout the church, how God uh, gifts people in the church. Now, uh, I believe these gifts operate in people, even people that are indwelt by the Spirit, they will operate in these gifts in chapter 12 of Romans. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there will be a fresh power come on you to operate in these gifts. Every gift that you have should be endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. So go to Romans chapter 12. I'll be skipping around a little bit. Chapter 12, verse 4, he says, For as we have many members in the body, and not all members have the same office, Get that that office. That's funny. They that had used that term office, but we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members of the other. But we have di- gifts, rather differing, according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. If it's on serving, let us serve. If it's teaching, let's wait on our teaching. If it's exhorting, on exhortation. He that gives, let him do it with simplicity. He that rules, let him do it with diligence. He that shows mercy, do it with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Um, I want to get down. Not slothful in business. Verse 11, but fervent in spirit. I like some translations say, fervent in spirit, say always be being filled with uh, the zeal of the spirit. One translation says, be aglow with the spirit. Okay, we need to be filled with the spirit. Okay, these gifts are activated with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know people operate in some of these gifts before they get endued with power, but when you are endued with power from on high, He will enhance and activate and empower these gifts and work in them in mightily. And He talks about teaching, which is one of the fivefold ministry gifts, prophecy, um, the gift of helps, ministering and serving, ruling, that means you know, administrating, showing mercy. So this is another group of gifts that the Holy Spirit will do with power in your life when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if you're not filled with the Spirit or you're not be being filled with the Spirit, you won't be very effective in your calling and in your gift. So let's make sure that we're be being filled where we're always being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to kind of talk about that. And I mentioned before, I was going to come back to that with these giftings of the Spirit, it's not enough to be filled with the Holy Spirit one time and think that's gonna get you into eternity, because it won't. I wanna show you that in Acts chapter four, the early church was facing threats and persecution. They were told that they had to stop teaching, they had to stop preaching, that they uh, shouldn't speak anymore in the name of Jesus. And they had to get together And they were seeking God for boldness. Now, what did the baptism of the Holy Spirit give them in the first place, Lily? Right, boldness. Okay, power, right? But here they were again. They were calling out to God, and they were asking him for boldness because they were being threatened. Let's read about this. Acts chapter 4. Let's go with verse 21. Acts chapter 4, verse 21. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing on which they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. Verse 24. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, And said, Lord, thou art God, which has made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. Who by the mouth of thy servant David said, Why do the heathen rage? Why do the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatever their hand and their counsel determined before to do. Now listen to this. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with boldness they may speak thy word. Well, I thought they had already been granted boldness. I thought they were already speaking the word. By stretching forth your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. I thought they were already doing signs and wonders. That's why they got in trouble. Peter, through the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, healed a crippled man. That's why God, why are they asking for God to do this some more? Right? I thought they were already doing it. And they were. And when they prayed, praise God, And when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all what? Lily, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. What's what's the evidence? And they spake the word of God with boldness. (laughs) Okay? They had power. How do you know they had power? Because they spake the word of God with boldness. There was an anointing on what they were preaching and what they were teaching. It was no longer I that was speaking. It was the Holy Spirit anointing these men to preach with great boldness. Well, they had already been filled with the Spirit, but here they are being filled again. It wasn't the last time. They were already speaking with boldness, but here they are being filled with boldness again. They were already doing miracles, and you're going to find out, and here they are getting refilled and re-anointed to go out and to heal in the name of Jesus with boldness. It's the same thing that Kenneth Hagin said. It's the same thing that Charles Finney said. A little dab won't do you. Now, I want to add to that teaching. That's Acts chapter 4. It's clear, and it's obvious, but flip over to the book of Ephesians Chapter 5. Oh, it's so good, Lord. You could preach so much. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. This is really powerful when you look at what Paul talks about. He says, do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess. He says, don't drink too much. Me personally, I don't drink at all. I'm not going to get in your business. Paul's telling him don't get drunk. In fact, don't get tipsy either. Don't drink too much. Okay, that's what he's telling him in this text right here. I don't touch the stuff myself. It never did me any good. But don't get drunk and don't drink to excess. But he says, rather than be drunk with wine wherein is excess, he says, but... Be filled with the Spirit. Now, that sounds like a choice to me. How about you, Lily? Doesn't that sound like a choice? He says, don't get drunk. Rather, do this. Be filled with the Spirit. You got a choice. You can get drunk with wine, or you can get, I won't say drunk in the Spirit, you can get filled with the Holy Spirit. They thought in Acts chapter 2 that those guys were drunk. That's why people say, They were drunk in the spirit because, you know, you ever been around drunk? They don't care what people think. I've drank too much before, and when I drank too much before, I got a certain boldness on me. I did things I wouldn't normally do. I said things I wouldn't normally say, and it wasn't good, okay? But, But you have a boldness that comes on you. You don't care about what people think. You'll do things you wouldn't do. You'll take dares. You know, you do all kind of crazy stuff, okay? When you're drunk, well, being filled with the Spirit, you're the same. You'll be bold and say things you wouldn't normally say. You'll do things you wouldn't normally do. You'll take risks and chances that you wouldn't normally take. But Paul tells them, and I'm told this is the active voice where he's actually saying, be being filled with the Holy Spirit, Be being filled. It's obviously a choice. You can get drunk on wine, or you can be filled. Now, it's interesting. He says, be being filled speaking. And I'm out of time. I've run out of time. I've gone over, I think, for the first time here in my teachings, my 10-minute teachings. But we need to constantly be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Anytime you feel the anointing or the spirit of the power waning, Separate yourself like Charles Fanny and ask God to touch you again in Jesus' name. And we'll pick up there next week.